The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Uh, Pat, what was mm. the top story for you? I think it's still Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh and the nomination and, you know, the sexual allegations. It's ongoing. Yeah. Uh, we, a new little gem surfaces every day. Jason. It's totally Kavanaugh. But that leads into what happened to Cruz today. So I'm going to talk about from the Cruz angle. Okay. Uh, Going to get into all of that, but first, want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. We were just talking off air. Jason was like, I'm trying this new diet, and I can't figure out what works. And I'm like, hello, have you tried Ridiazone? I, how have I sat at this table? Not yet. I'm trying this fasting thing, and it's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely killing you me. You don't have to do that. It's torture. I th- well, because we, we've, uh, I would say all of us at this table, have already reached the age, right, where it's not as easy as it used to be to lose weight. I'm mm-hmm. sure as a male, you used to just, like, stop drinking soda once a day or something, and you lose 20 pounds in a week. I could walk to the to the mailbox and lose weight yeah. literally just a few years ago. I yeah. hit 40, and all it's, that went out the it's window. It's not so easy mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, so Ridiazone helps you. Uh, it's the good molecule in olive oil that helps you feel full, and it helps boost your metabolism. Uh, I use it personally. I battled with, you know, weight almost my entire teen life. There's me uh, as a, a very large Longhorn fan. <laughs> and, um, but I lost 100 pounds, and I still just could not figure out how to uh, get rid of those cravings, and my metabolism was always sluggish. So it's worked for me. It can work for you. Uh, you can try it now by going to ridizone.com. Get 30% off a three-pack of bottles, which is a three-month supply, by using promo code THEBLAZE. All right, Pat, the latest and greatest on Kavanaugh. Yeah. So much happened, I feel, in the last 24 hours since we last talked about it. How's that possible? It seems like it's already too much has happened on this. I know. It keeps he, on getting worse. He went on Fox News and gave that interview, and then we heard from Ronan Farrow, who yeah. also went on the news, uh, and Michael Avenatti, too. So We should, we, we should probably uh, show people, if you, if you missed uh, the interview on Fox News, do we have some of what he said about uh, being... Being a virgin yes, and all that, yes. Which you know, Democrats are having a really—they're having a struggle with this because they can't conceive of a person who might have actually abstained from sex in high school. <laughs> that to them means he's not credible. Well, there are actually people who do that and who have done that. Um, here's what he said on Fox. We're talking about an allegation of sexual assault. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. I did not have sexual intercourse or anything close to sexual intercourse in high school or for many years thereafter. And the girls uh, from the schools I went to and I uh, were friends. So you're saying that through all these years that are in question, you were a virgin? That's correct. Never had sexual intercourse with anyone in high school? Correct. And through what years in college, since we're... Probing into your personal many life years, here. Many years after. I'll leave it at that. Many what years kind after. of freak is this man? <laughs> what is the deal? That you, it's disgusting that he has to admit this. I know. It it is. I, know. Fox I News. was embarrassed for it him is. that That's, he felt that he had to go that far just to clear his name. Well, and you think about it. He knows he's a very smart man. He understands that that would be a very dangerous lie to say yeah. if it yeah. weren't absolutely true. It would only take mm-hmm. one woman 
to sink him and say, that's not true. I had sex with him when we were seniors in high school or whatever the case may be. I mean, he knows that he couldn't get away with lying about that. It's very risky because it already seems like they're lying about everything else. Right. Like, this yes. is very risky for him yes. to say because you're it's basically giving just him, giving them you're opening them up yeah. to say, all right, you know, we don't. That's one more thing that we can discredit him for. Just have some random, you know, chick call up. Very, very risky. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I found them both, both he and his wife, really credible last night. I, did, I believed him. I did, too. I, I just, I, I believe him. And um, Democrats don't, but they can, again, they can't conceive of somebody who actually uh, saved himself for um, his wife. Um, that doesn't happen, I guess, in their mind anymore. Who would have such morals and virtue? Right. And they make right. fun of those. It's just like making fun of uh, Vice President Pence's Pence. morals on yes. these things. So they, they make fun of it then. Yeah. And then when it comes out that, you know, later, they complete, end up looking like complete hypocrites. When, like, I can't believe you, this, you're, this, is a, this is virtuous behavior. But now you're condemning people after the fact. It's yeah. just so insane. Uh, and, you know, we're talking about believing him. Let's go ahead and watch the... Uh, part where he talked about that he's not going to let the false accusations get to him. Did you guys ever look at each other and say, I'm out, this is enough, this is, just isn't worth it? I'm not going to let false accusations drive us out of this process, and um, you know, we're looking for a fair process where I can be heard and defend the, my integrity, my lifelong record, my lifelong record of promoting dignity and equality for women, starting with the, the women who knew me when I was 14 years old. I, the, maybe it won't deter him, but what about others in the future? Would you want to subject yourself to this? Absolutely I, not. I, no. I wouldn't. Absolutely not. I, I wouldn't. And and, yeah, I feel sorry for his wife there. Yeah, I, I mean, too. you're doing this for women, but you're completely destroying a woman's life. Right and now. what about his completely. daughters? Yes. Even worse. Well, and how about we're supposed to say believe all women, but we're not supposed to believe his wife when she says that mm-hmm. he's not that kind of person. That no, Don't believe all women when it's not, you know, uh, somehow bolstering the left's claims. Yeah. And the two women, by the way, who came out and said they dated him and he was a perfect gentleman to them, and it was completely out of character for him to have done any of these things he's accused of. Um, and the, the accusations themselves were talked about on, uh, on George Stephanopoulos' show, um, with Ronan Farrow. And it's pretty amazing what Ronan Farrow admitted to. This is supposedly the big journalist right now who's breaking all of these stories and, and he's doing this incredible job for The New Yorker. Listen to what he <laughs> admits to about these allegations. There is a coalition of former Yale students working with Brett Kavanaugh's office. A number of them uh, who signed on to a statement in this article pushing back against Ms. Ramirez's claim uh, are individuals she alleged to be participants in this attack on her, um, which Brett Kavanaugh's office seemed surprised by. Um, and we then redacted the names of those individuals at their request because they were alleged to be involved. Uh, the point I want to make here is this. It is not accurate to say that those who knew him at the time dispute this. We talked to a roommate from the, at the time uh, that was living with him when this alleged incident a took place who said he was indeed frequently drunk, uh, that he took part in activity that made him unsurprised by this claim, and that he found this woman credible. He's one of several people in this story who back Ms. Ramirez, but, and we wouldn't have run this if we didn't have a careful basis of people who had heard at the time and found her credible. But by your own admission, no eyewitnesses to the incident. 
absolutely. And we disclosed that up front. <laughs> and we also disclosed that she was inebriated at the time. And I think the fact that she took several days to consider and really Ooh. carefully make sure that she had an evidentiary basis for this and other people were backing her account who had heard at the time and been told um, speaks well of her level of caution. Yeah, but this let, is let, not let, the behavior of someone who is fabricating. Let me press you on that, though, because that sentence really yeah. did jump out at me when I read the mm -hmm. article. You, she says that after six, at first she wasn't sure this was Kavanaugh when you first came to her last week. And then you write, after six days of carefully assessing her memories and consulting with her attorney, she did become confident that it was him. Okay, there's a lot there. <laughs> yes, uh, there to get into. A lot there to dissect. First of all, she took several days. Several six days. days. She had 35 years. She had 35 years to assess that's who a, this was. That's a lot of days. Yeah, it's a lot of days. Times it's more than six. I'm pretty sure, right? I mean, I'm not great at times math, 365 but seems like more than six. Yes. You know, so basically what, what, what they really mean is she took several days to try and convince herself that this yeah. would be okay to do. That's what, that's that's what, what it really it, means. That's exactly what it was. And, and how about the part where a roommate said it's not unusual for him to have been drunk. So what? That, first of all, that's not the issue. Secondly, he wasn't surprised by this. What does that mean? That means nothing. No. They've got no eyewitnesses, and the people who were supposedly eyewitnesses all said it didn't happen. Yeah, they're they're trying to convolute everything by saying, "Well, he has one roommate who said that he yeah. frequently got drunk." That doesn't mean he doesn't was mean out anything. there assaulting women. No, there it are doesn't. plenty of people who get drunk all the time who don't rape women. That those right. are not. Two in the same. Where are the journalistic standards here? Like, like, where? What book are you any. reading out? Of? Like, it's there it's very any. telling that New York Times and Washington Post didn't touch this. Yeah. Very telling because yeah. you can't. It's you can't just call up some random person that went to the school and say, "Hey, did you ever see this guy? You know, drinking?" Okay, then I, this then I totally believe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. here it's hearsay. It's terrible. It's journalism. just hearsay. You have to have some kind of corroborating witness that saw the event happen, mm -hmm. or some other kind of evidence that backs it up. Otherwise, you don't print it. Well, and think you about can't. think right. about the the media outlets who passed on the story and how terrible they already are when it comes to standards of journalism. Right. And <laughs> even they passed on the story. Uh, and then I heard Ronan Farrow mentioned the two people who they chose to redact their names after it had been published. Uh, those people actually ended up being liberal activists, which is why it was an issue that oh. their names were out there. Once their names were out there, I believe it was The Federalist, who is an outlet I don't always agree with, but this was a very fact-based piece that they did that it said, oh, these names that were in the initial article that were redacted, well, screenshots are forever, and we went and, you know, they looked up these people, and they're anti-Trump liberal activists, so surely they would find no other motivation but seeking the truth. <laughs> and I love that a lot of these um, anchors have been asking, why would these women make this story up? Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a political motivation here. <laughs> Maybe they hate Donald Trump and his nominee. I, I don't mean, know. Is that possible? We're hearing that if Kavanaugh is, in fact, confirmed that he will kill women. <laughs> yeah, women will die. So if yes. that's what they think... I'm pretty sure that would be enough motivation for them to right. go out and make these accusations up just to sully his reputation. And, and what's, what's sad is I think a lot of people actually believe that. I really do. It's like, it's like, they it's, do. It's like climate control people. They actually think the world's about to explode. Mm -hmm. So like, that's, one of, that's their main issue. Are you telling issue. me that it's not? <laughs> Are you on that side, Sarah G? <laughs>
but it's seriously, like they, that's, they literally believe this. They believe that if they don't have Obamacare or single-payer health care, people will die in the streets. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's what was happening before we had Obamacare. <laughs> right. You had to step over them when you walked across the street. Exactly. It, was it was really a big bad. nuisance. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so let's get to Ted Cruz and what happened to him in light of all of what's going on with uh, with Kavanaugh. Yeah, this, this, so this comes, uh, so Ted Cruz was, what they said was, he was at a restaurant, really high-end restaurant, he was taking his wife out to dinner, and um, it's, it was in Washington, D.C., apparently just a stone's throw from the White House. Some people said it was like across the street from the White House. But they show up, they're walking to their table, and then, I believe we had the video, so this happened afterwards. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. God bless you. Let my wife throw. We believe survivors. 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 They believe the survivors, except for the survivor of the Keith Ellison mm-hmm. sexual assaults. Oh, yeah. The, the, or, where there's actually evidence. Or Juanita bring, Broderick. Or Juanita Broderick. Yes. Can't bring any of that up. It's so ridiculous. I Kathleen Willey. There's yeah. so many infuriating things about this. Uh, for one, uh, where were the, where were the, is, was there no security in this high, high-end restaurant? Were there no police across the street from the White House that you could have ran out and got? Oh, they were happy Th- to Did the escort, owners not care? They were happy to escort Ted and Heidi out of the mm-hmm. restaurant and... And then after Ted and Heidi were escorted out because they couldn't stay there, then they said, you guys really need to leave. Like, do you think maybe you could have tried telling them that before Ted and Heidi were forced to right. leave the restaurant? Before your customers got yeah. chased out? So, right. so and, and after this, so right after this, uh, the Washington, D.C. Antifa uh, branch, they tweeted this out as our check this out. We really nailed them. Uh, they showed the video, and then they just fall. It was a really long tweet thread, but they said, they, at one point, they actually said, you are not safe. We will find you wherever you are. So they threatened him, and they did a targeted harassment that they documented on video. Does that sound familiar from real recent? It's exactly the same thing that Alex Jones got banned and permanently yeah. kicked yes. off of Twitter for. Yes. Exactly the same thing. Now, I hate to bring up Alex Jones again, but again, where are your standards, Twitter? Where are they? Because you're not following them. If you followed those standards, if you, you actually set those, that should be, I mean, that should be in a rule book somewhere because you said that's the reason why you banned uh, Alex Jones. For going after someone, targeting them, and harassing them, and using their platform to do it. And also threatening language. They did the exact same thing. And it's not just the Washington, D.C. branch of Antifa. They have tons. All of their branches all over the country have the exact same thing where they do the same thing almost day in and day out. Why are they still allowed to post? Yeah. Uh, We have more to say on this, but let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Do they dox Gavin McInnes? No. How do you dox him? Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. I'm 
get back into uh, what happened to Ted Cruz last night. But before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. I know mm. I say this every time, but I'm so mad. I was not here whenever you guys did that big iTarget that Pro fun. demonstration. That was And fun. I saw the video. Well, I wasn't no, here for that either. You did one? Yeah, I ran no like a ki- safety brief on fun, there. Fun, no right? Kidding. It was dope. No kidding. Yeah. I was sitting really cool. in the makeup room and I watched that commercial. And I was just like, <gasps> no way. Oh, my gosh. It does what? I can't believe I wasn't here for this. If that yeah. seemed fun. It's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. If that seemed fun, you need to get this bad boy, put it in your house, because you can have that every single day. And you, it's so important. It's so it important. Fun, plus you get so much training. Yes. You train a lot more than if you're going to go to the range. And think of the savings in ammo that you don't have to buy. Yes. And range fees. Mm-hmm. It's it's really expensive. The ammo especially is Shooting is outrageous. such a perishable skill. It's such a perishable skill. I, I've spent my entire life shooting. I haven't yeah. shot for the longest time. And I, I've lost a lot of it. But since I've gotten iTarget Pro, you can do it in your house. You put that little round in there. You can do it. It's a caliber-specific laser. Caliber-specific yes. laser. It uses the laser. And then you have an app on your phone yep. that then tracks... You put up a target, and it actually tracks how well you're shooting the target. So you right. you see where it hits the target yes. with the laser. It's really and cool. you don't have to actually like use bullets that go through your walls and your furniture. So that's also <laughs> and a into plus. other people on into the other, other side of the people, wall, right. which is a big plus. We're saving lives over here, you guys. <laughs> I, I use it when I want to dry fire for myself. I use it also as a game for my f- entire family. You can you can teach them how to shoot better, but you can also teach them safety as well while yeah. you're from the comfort of your home. You really cannot beat it. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. You can save ten percent. Right now, with promo code NEWS, go to itargetpro.com, promo code NEWS. Getting back into what happened to Ted Cruz, uh, a couple other things that we had to break and and couldn't touch on. Did you guys hear the guy who yelled, Beto is hotter than you, dude? That was a woman. Uh, Oh, excuse me, a woman. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) Sorry, my apologies. And I thought on the left, you weren't supposed to bring up people's... Looks. Right, right, right. yeah. Isn't that, yeah. So, but I mean, I'm just like, is that, so that's where we are (laughs) in society, in politics, that that's supposed to be some kind of zinger. Yeah. Beto's hotter than you, dude. (laughs) I guess it's a reason to vote for him. Right, right. Like, he should win because you're not attractive and he (laughs) sort of is, but not really. (laughs) This is terrible where we're at. Uh, I wanted to play one other clip from that. Um, because, again, we talk about believe all women. The left is very insulted if you dare say that women try to use this you know, sexual assault claim to um, gain something for political gain or otherwise. And I want to take a look at uh, another survivor questioning crows. I'd love to talk with you about Brett Kavanaugh tonight. I'm a constituent. I'd love to know what your vote is going to be tonight. I know that you're very close friends with Mr. Kavanaugh. Do you believe survivors, sir? Please don't touch me. Do you believe in survivors? We believe survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. Senator, I have a right to know what your position is on Brett Kavanaugh. We believe survivors. God bless you, ma'am. Bless you as well. I really appreciate you. I'm a survivor of sexual assault, ma'am. I believe all survivors. There are now three people who have come here. Okay, I can't even take this anymore. I can't even take this anymore.
I'm a survivor too, and I don't believe all women because there are people in this world who are terrible people. There are people in this world who misremember things. There are people in this world that after 35 years later don't have a very clear recollection of what happened to them when they were 17 years old. So I'm sorry, I don't actually believe all women just because they say that they're a survivor. Yeah, not and, automatically. No. And you, you take them seriously if it warrants, if the situation warrants. Um, but you don't immediately believe the accuser. That's un-American. And, well, and that not only is it un-American, it actually it makes a mockery of people who actually have been yeah. through a sexual assault and have to, you know, I mean, th- there are long-term effects from that that people have to live with for the rest of their lives after that happens. So they're making a mockery of this entire movement, which, by the way, as I think Stu has pointed out in the past, this the Me Too movement, ultimately, they did do some good. I mean, they uncovered some really terrible things going on in Hollywood, right? But it's almost like all the time we see these left-wing organizations pop up, like Black Lives Matter and the Me Too movement, and that at the heart of it, I want to sympathize with them, and I want to say, you know what? I see that there is something going on that you're really trying to make better, and mm-hmm. I agree with some of your sentiment. And then the left completely co-ops it and turns it into this boy who cried wolf situation, and then nobody wants to listen to anything that they have to say. And they usually turn it into a Marxist movement, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what Black Lives Matter turned out to be. That's probably where this Me Too movement will head. The Me Too movement's worst uh, trait about it was that it began in Hollywood. I mean, it's, it, and it's, it's snowballed from there. But you had evidence, you had witnesses, a very strong case that Weinstein was doing what he was doing. Like it was well, a, almost all of Hollywood is raping each other. We, we've known that for years. And that's the thing. That's, right. that's what Argento case has really brought out is like some of the people that are the strongest advocates for it. We mm-hmm. know that you were hypocrites because we know that you knew what was going on for the longest yeah. time. Yes. And they you talked about care. it. Yes. You talked about it. You gave standing ovations for the people that were assaulting people. Yeah. And gave them awards. Yes. Yeah. So believe all women because they say that they're survivors. But Michael Avenatti's uh, supposed client, (laughs) we still don't know who this person is. There's an interesting theory going on. I'm so glad you brought this up. So I, yeah, I. So this is almost like breaking news. This is just coming out now. Have you heard about this? No, I don't think so. So this just came out now. Now, Grant, before I say anything, let me caveat this. All speculation. We don't know whether or not it's true. But if we're gonna, if the primetime news is gonna tout some (laughs) random women's story from 35 years ago with no no evidence to prove that it's true, we're going to talk about this. So I, but I have a good spin on it, just in case this is... But so let me just say this is probably not true. But if it is, it's hilarious. It pro- but it proves but, the ridiculousness of this. So, exactly. So we know how 4chan has pr- pranked people in the past, and they, and, they, and they fall for it. There was the white power OK symbol. Uh, there were some other things. I'm escaping my mind right now. But they're kind of famous for this. So th- someone on 4chan, 4chan just came out, and we have this up on the screen right now. I'm not going to go into all this. It's not safe for work. Um, I have <laughs> tweeted this uh, at Jason Buttrell, so you can read it in its entirety. Just, just know that it's not safe for work, and don't read this around your family, or if you just have a problem with some of the language, just don't read it. But to summarize it for you, in case you don't want to what a nice pollute your eyes, <laughs> it, it basically says that this guy had his, quote, stripper girlfriend use a burner phone and call... Avenatti? Uh, uh, no, just some random, some random unknown guy. Some random guy on the oh. internet call, uh, to troll people. Got his stripper girlfriend on a burner phone to call Avenatti and say that she went to school with Kavanaugh and that this is where the rape gang thing came from. <laughs> and then she saw it. She was, wow. she was a, yeah, a victim of it and that it was this big, you know, this big you know, deal when they were going to school. 
It goes into saying that Ivanati was like foaming at the mouth, basically trying to get her to get her statement on CNN. She first said she was going to do it on Anderson Cooper, but she's like, no, I don't want to be around men. And so they like push it off to somebody else, another female host. It gets ridiculous. And it even goes to allege that he offered $75,000 to her, that he, they were going to wire to her bank account if she would agree to do it. And then eventually they had enough of it, broke the burner phones, wow. left it. They said that instantly after they broke contact, he disabled his Twitter he account. Locked his which Twitter. He locked his Twitter. He locked his Twitter down. And it is. It's lo- There's the little lock icon when you go to his Twitter. Right. So you have to wonder <laughs> why did he lock Sounds his plausible. Twitter Sounds account plausible. at the same time. Now, 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 let me say that this is probably not true. If it is true, if it turns out to be true, I it, hope it's so true. It's hilarious. Oh, I hope it's true. But it's all. But if it's not, it's perfect satire for everything surrounding this Kavanaugh debacle. The perfect mm-hmm. satire because it does not matter. Facts do not matter. They don't even care about getting cooperating witnesses or evidence. It doesn't matter. They're mm-hmm. literally foaming at the mouth to get anything they can that's possible. So if this is not if this is not true, it's the perfect satire for what's actually going on right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Do you sometimes just you just want to be like, okay, I'm ready to just drive off a cliff. <laughs> I'm so tired of living in a world like this. Back in a minute. I heard that Kavanaugh is skinning children alive, and then he boils them in a giant pot underneath a pizza. I, I could see that. Hi, it's Pat Gray. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Check it out now, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Are you like me and you're just ready to just drive over a cliff because you're so tired of dealing with all of this ridiculousness going on? Have you picked up Glenn's new book yet? Because if not, you should. It uh, goes right along with what we're talking about today, Addicted to Outrage. He is also going to be going on tour. Um, I know he's going to be in Texas He's going to San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas the weekend of October 25th through the 27th. But I believe it's a 12-city tour, I believe Mm -hmm. it is. And he's going to be going all over the place. So make sure that you go to glenbeck.com slash tour and uh, get your tickets. It's funny because I think people who haven't listened to Glenn in a while or aren't familiar with him now don't realize he's actually really funny. (laughs) It's legitimately going to be a really good show. Um, Because who knew Glenn Beck, Mr. Doom and Gloom, can actually do comedy. (laughs) He's actually good at it. So go get your tickets now. And we are headed into overtime. See you there. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. looking for an opportunity to uh, eat delicious food and also give back, I've got your opportunity. Uh, Minostalgia is now giving 10% of the proceeds of anything that you order to Mercury One and the Nazarene Fund. And as Glenn has discussed, uh, Mercury One could really, really use the help right now. They've got several different um, operations right now. I'm sure Jason probably knows a little bit about that as well. Um, but they could really use the help. And you also get to order delicious food and know that you're helping them. So Minostalgia, of course, has. They have everything that you could need. It stems from the wild rice uh, from Minnesota. That is, it's almost a complete protein. It's native to the United States. And so from there, they make the wild rice flour. They have polenta. 
Um, they have long grain wild rice, and you can make waffles from this flour. And you, I, I have a recipe for banana bread with this flour that I can't wait to try. Mm. But um, along alongside those, they have pepper jellies, beer jellies, wine jellies, which I love because I love me some wine. <laughs> uh, and they just have they have everything that you could need to snack on and know that you are eating something delicious, but it's also really healthy for you. So use the code uh, HELP10 at blazewildrice.com. That is HELP10, and 10% of those proceeds will be donated to Mercury One and the Nazarene Fund. All right. When did you switch over from from Natty Light to the wine? Did that happen after college? That was post-college? i got to bring that back up because I feel like we have to keep Uh that rolling. Uh Everyone, make sure that you enjoy Jason's last appearance on the News and Why It Matters today. Mark it down on your calendar. Natty Light was a college thing. Thank you very much. I obviously grew out of it. Listen. All right. You can Don't feel, believe I'm it. sorry, Pat. Really quickly for a second. Yeah. You, you can feel me on this. If you're going to shotgun a beer, you can't waste a good beer. That's true. You've got to be That's, a natty Okay. Light. I totally get it. Yeah, right. I totally get it. Okay. So the UN Assembly today, Trump spoke at that. Yes. And uh, we, we have a... Well, Jason, you want to intro this? Yeah. Uh, first off... I want to. I, want, I just want to do the, another caveat to the story: is that the UN is the most useless organization yes. in the entire yes. world. Yes. Yep. Should not even exist anymore. We should shutter it and tell them to yes. leave the continent. Completely yeah. agree. It's it's in, an embarrassment that it's mm-hmm. in New York City. I wish it was out of here, and I wish I wish we would just withdraw from it. It's yep. stupid. From you know hu- the Human Rights Commission, which is just an, such a joke. Just a such joke. A joke. Like ever since the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the nuclear deal with Iran, they haven't they haven't um, levied sanctions for any human rights violations in Iran whatsoever. We have personally, but they haven't. It's just insane. Places like Saudi Arabia, all, all those places, they get a pass. Anywhere where they're at, scandals follow. Whether that's Haiti, other places. I've personally been to places uh, like in Iraq right after ISIS went through. I went to some of the UN camps. They are awful. It is. It is awful. I, I've seen places where they, uh, and they even said this in the camp, that animals live better than they do in UN camps. It's, I don't know what they're doing. They just go and they throw up their insignia, and they don't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely insane. But the places that were doing well, the private Christian-run camps that we all went to go see, those were great. People had hope. Anyway, I'll get off. I'll get off that for a second. <laughs> so they're meeting in New York right now. Pat, it's an awful time yearly for that, isn't it? It's just an awful yeah. time of year. Yeah. Um, but they're meeting in New York right now. Um, President Trump stepped to the mic, and in the very beginning, he had to, of course, go off and say how awesome he is. <laughs> and this is how it went. In less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. <laughs> America's so true. (laughs) Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. That was a nice ad lib. It was. That was a nice ad lib. That was a good moment for him. It was. That's why I was like, humility. I'm Uh I'm very surprised. I was really surprised when I saw that. He takes himself way too seriously, Uh can't laugh at himself. There's Uh no better way to do that than how he did. But he laughed with them. Exactly. Which which turned out really, really well. It could have been the opposite direction. Yeah. He could have have gotten pissed. And gotten pissed. Hey, I'm serious. It's true. I am the greatest American president, damn you. MAGA. Everybody who laughed is going to be bombed. By this weekend, <laughs> sanctions, <laughs> sanctions, so, bombing. So nuked. maybe someone is helping coach him, teach him to be a little less serious about. Or himself. he might be just growing into the job a you little think? bit. True. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. He's. You know. He's been. He's been less obnoxious on Twitter lately. It seems. Yeah. 
and better in live speeches like this. So, yeah. you know, that I mean, that was a really cool. That was a fun moment for I liked it. it I, I, I totally did, too. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sick of the we, this doesn't the U.N. as pointless as it is, does not have to be a campaign rally. You don't right. have to go up there and talk about all the great things that your administration has done right. in the country. Like you don't have to do that. It's supposed to be about like this is what we're gonna, this is our agenda. This is what we uh, you know in the world. This is how we f- whatever. It's all pointless. It's stupid. But part of me, part of me, almost. I, it's like I hate when I have to defend Trump, but trying to be you know objective here. Part of me sort of feels bad for him because. I do kind of understand how you would get to a point where you were constantly wanting to defend yourself because mm-hmm. you've got people who are never talking about any of the positive things that you're doing. Yeah. And they're constantly trying to undermine you and try to make you look bad. I mean, I, I, I kind of understand his, uh, you know, like just jumping to, no, 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 I'm actually good. I've done good things. <laughs> you know, look yeah. at the economy and look at the jobs and, you know, right. the jobless numbers are at, an, you know, an all-time high or an all-time low. And it's just like... I almost understand where he's coming from. Oh, I totally He obviously understand. takes it usually to an obnoxious degree, but I kind of feel for him there. Well, no, I totally understand where he's coming from because I, he has been the victim of some unjust criticism and attacks by the media mm-hmm. especially. But I, 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 it's kind of astounding that he doesn't realize or that the people around him don't realize that they're just feeding that. Mm-hmm. So, like, the media gets off on that. They're addicted to the outrage, which is on Amazon right now. <laughs> Um, the, the, they're, they're feeding You will that. not they, beat me for sucking up to the boss. <laughs> I will win. <laughs> but they know he's going to respond to that. So, so if your job now is not really journalism, but to drive clicks and make money off those clicks, then this is exactly what you do. You continue to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You don't inform. You just feed the outrage. And I don't know. I, it shouldn't be the president that, that, that responds to these things. It, it, I know this, this, has been the, this has been the case ever since he was running, ever since the election with Hillary. But if he would just step back and just shut up, things would be a whole lot better. You'd be in a whole lot better situation than you are right now. Well, maybe, like Pat said, he's slowly learning. Maybe. I hope so. Slow, yeah. slow. Baby steps. So we can mm-hmm. just be thankful for baby steps, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Weight Watchers, have you heard that they are now transforming They're to a new name? Double W or something? W, yeah. Yeah. There's just, just two W's instead of Weight Watchers because you don't want the stigma <laughs> attached to wanting to lose weight, so watching you your weight. So you don't want the stigma attached to the whole reason for your organization. The, the bus- that's right. the business model for crying out yeah. loud. Right. <laughs> You're helping people lose weight, but don't tell anyone. We don't want them to know, so we're just going to do a double W. So it's, those of you watching on television, of course, there's the old logo. And uh, hilarious. Here comes it is. here comes the new one. WW beyond the scale. It's kind of like it's, it's like, wow. kinda like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Just need time to change the KFC. Like we know what the acronym stands for, yeah. mm-hmm. so you're, you can't get away from this. <laughs> yeah. and again, it. I mean, I think you know we talk about a lot of times we we are living in a post fact era, and th- this is it because we're supposed to now not say that losing weight if you are you know obese is good. Like we're supposed to say be, mm-hmm. everything is subjective. Mm-hmm. We don't want it's beyond the scale. And being four hundred pounds matter. overweight can be healthy. That's, yes. that's and perfect. For... More importantly, beautiful. <laughs> yes, and beautiful. Very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just it blows my mind. Like, I it's okay to want to better yourself if you need to lose weight, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's okay. We don't have to. There's there's not a there. You know what? I'm actually just going to come out and say this. There should be a little bit of a stigma associated with 
being unhealthily overweight. Like if you're morbidly obese, th- there's a stigma for that for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's because it's not healthy for your body, even if you don't suffer from you know um, any kind of heart disease or you don't have the actual symptoms going on at that particular moment. You can't tell me weighing 400 pounds is good for your joints and your muscles and your bones. Like. There are reasons why, yes, there are reasons why there's a stigma associated with it. Right. We, we, should, we can't just forget that because it's mean to say that someone is losing weight. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. Uh, all right. The News and Why It Matters poll today. After seeing Brett Kavanaugh's Fox News interview, do you believe in his denial? You guys better be 100%. Yes, I believe his <laughs> denial. He was so sincere. I absolutely yeah. believe his denial. Okay, so you can go vote for that right now on The Blaze Twitter, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.